Hey, everybody, and welcome back this week for some Loud Thumbs news, and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hopefully, hey. you guys have a great holiday. Josh and I are ready to take a long weekend, and uh, before that, though, we got to do some podcasting, so we're going to talk some, Hell some yeah. news. Uh, dry news week, kind of, for us, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again. Uh, yeah, it seems okay. like the industry blew its load uh, on news <laughs> with the Game Awards, and now we're just in a yeah. big old refractory period. We are, yeah. yeah. So we're scraping a little bit of the bottom of the barrel, but it's still going to be fun. So you guys yeah. stay tuned in. Don't tune out. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. We got Epic is uh, paying some big money. Uh, Game Pass, potentially some ad versions we're going to talk about. Uh, we got a certain person leaving Meta who's huge in the gaming community, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the PlayStation Edge controller. Got some Diablo stuff to talk about for Diablo 4. Yeah. And maybe Marvel Snap. We might see some new some night be seeing some new stuff from Marvel Snap coming up here soon, which is kind of exciting. So get ready because here we go. We're going to kick off with uh, news article one here, which is Fortnite maker Epic Games has agreed to pay over half a billion dollars to settle a, <laughs> a pair of complaints. To settle a pair of complaints brought against it by the U.S. Federal Trade Commissions, and I'll quote this real quick. Uh, In two separate record-breaking settlements, the FTC said Epic will pay a $275 million penalty for violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPA, and $245 million to refund consumers tricked into making unwanted charges. In uh, In a federal complaint, the FTC had alleged that Epic violated the COPA by collecting personal information for Fortnite players under the age of 13 without notifying their parents or obtaining verifiable consent from a guardian. This is a this is a bad look. This is a bad look. Yeah, this one's spicy. This one, yeah, like this is not like the drier part of the our, our news today. This no, one, we're starting spicy. <laughs> this, we are starting a little spicy. Yeah, this is not a good look. Uh, and I don't know how uh epics lawyers didn't get ahead of this when they know that like probably 70 percent of their player base are children yeah exactly (laughs) um wow it it just blows my mind like kind of feels malicious like like there was intent there like hey we're we're getting the information we're all good you know a parent Uh had a parent had to have clicked some buttons to get these kids on here right so that must mean enough information that's a yes right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they had to have added their credit card, so now you know a kid spent five hundred dollars and skins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it exists. Uh, I don't have that trouble so much with my children, but I-, I wonder if there is something out there that allows parents to put some sort of a notation on something that like tells the companies that this is being used by a child or someone other than themselves who's under eighteen, right? Um, it kind of feels yeah. like it might be needed in, in video games, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a separate, like, transaction option menu or something. Yeah. Yeah, it also states here that Epic will now be prohibited from enabling voice and text communications for children and teens unless affirmative consent is provided through a privacy setting. So they are implementing some things. Uh, okay, that's, okay. That's good, that's good safety for kids, uh, for sure. But, uh, Bad, bad look for these guys. That's a whole lot of money. I mean, it's not like they don't have a whole lot of money, but at the same time, you don't want to lose it either. No, um, that's a ton, even for yeah. that company. Yeah, Th- this uh, this has uh, <laughs> kind of different uh, different positioning of the vibe, but the similar vibe of like 
when you put a game out that's crap like Cyberpunk, don't do it again. Well, guys out there making video games, uh, look at what just happened here to Epic. Don't do this. <laughs> don't just don't do it. <laughs> look, uh, the FTC made an example out of Epic. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> every every other like major online gaming uh, platform is like their lawyers are getting paid overtime to like dig deep through their archives uh, yeah. and make updates and policy changes. Uh, 100%. Right now, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> Uh, hopefully they get the holidays off, but who knows? This is a, this <laughs> well, is a bad deal. <laughs> hopefully those lawyers are getting paid for their overtime for the holidays. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the FTC, we have a little bit of a transition. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of both things on Game Pass and Xbox here because, you know, those FTC did hit up uh, Xbox as well. They are yep, uh, yep. they're running them for the Blizzard Activision acquisition um, suing currently so that's a little bit of old news uh so we won't talk too uh in depth on that but it it uh it hit in between some of our news weeks that we do and we haven't really touched on it but um i did reach out to the community just kind of talk to some of the our loud crowd out there on all of our socials and the consensus still seems that everybody's pretty concerned uh, or pretty uh confident that this is still going to happen we're we're going to see xbox get these guys well you think so too, Josh? You, you fall in that camp? I think there's enough money being thrown around <laughs> that, you know, what's an extra billion and, you know, a couple different people's pockets to yeah. make sure something squeaks through. Right. Yeah. When you're offering yeah. a 10 year deal to put Call of Duty on everything else and making it an official situation, that looks good mm-hmm. on your side. Another thing is when you ask the FTC to sit down before they sue you and have a meeting and they say no, and then they sue you anyway, that kind of makes the FTC not look too legit, like too on point <laughs> what they're really doing here. So yeah, yeah, that, a lot of uh, a lot of litigation is going to happen. It's definitely going to slow down the process, but we'll see what happens there. But moving on to the section of the news we was uh, reporting on today is Game Pass could potentially be getting itself an ad version um, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this or not, Josh, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know how it yeah. implements. They don't yeah. talk about it too much. I don't want to be playing a video game. And then all of a sudden it pauses in the middle of my game to give me some dumb ad, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be super bad. That'd be so bad. They couldn't, I don't think they could sell the service. I think they could get away with that for about a week before everyone just cries out for how bullshit it is. Yeah. Um, I imagine it probably happens when you launch the game and or exit the game is what i would guess i sure hope um but i think there's only one way this works and it's if they make game pass free but you got the ads right yeah that that's a potential if they did that holy hell or like a layer of it free so many of games fall in the free tier kind of thing Um, oh sure yeah this is what it says here it says that there was a survey sent out and it said um it it appeared on resetta era spotted by a windows central says it appears to ask whether players would be willing to pay lower amounts with standard Xbox game pass monthly fees in exchange for some limitations on the subscription. One option would see the players pay a lower fee, but have access to the first party Xbox titles on a delay, which could be as much as six months. A reduced tier could also see integrated ads as part of the service. However, it's not clear how these ads would manifest. That's kind of the part I was bringing up there. Mm -hmm. So um, 
It just it does say while the survey is not an indication of something guaranteed to happen, it does suggest Microsoft is looking for ways to expand its Xbox Game Pass subscriber base, which Xbox head Phil Spencer has admittedly has said slowed down on the console despite strong PC adoption. Uh, and Xbox Game Pass is currently at 25 million subscribers, which is still growing, which is great. <laughs> My God, that's so yeah, much. That's a bunch. Um, so, yeah. I'm I like the delay idea. That's not a bad idea at all because you could get it in there for a little cheaper. Um, are there ads with it? Who knows? It looks sounds like they're talking about a couple different options here, but yeah, a delayed option is not bad because a lot of times I don't get to every main party title right away. And if I wanted to, maybe I right. just buy that one. Right. Maybe I just yeah. pick it up on my own. You could. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they drop down like five bucks a month or something. Yeah. It's got to be extraordinarily cheap if they're going to make it. Is I mean, getting them on release is a pretty big deal for the service. So if they're going to yeah. take that sort of thing away and add a significant delay, um, it's got to be like it's got to be way cheaper than what they're doing yeah. now. I think that's a great idea. I do like the delay um, the most, but we will see what happens in the future on that one. So uh, let us got let us know what you guys think. I mean, what what kind of uh, what kind of interpretation do you get out of this ads uh, how are you gonna put ads in video games guys i mean they just have plaster <laughs> ads like on random billboards in the games of course that, that's exactly what i was just about to say you <laughs> running by and just like just a big old plastered like buy coca-cola right exactly i'm like uh yeah i don't think i would like that uh buy, buy coca-cola in uh in starfield right <laughs> okay this game of play brought to you by wonder bread <laughs> right <laughs> yeah we're gonna have announcements in 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 the middle of our of our gameplay that'll be great okay <laughs> next bit here john carmack uh this is the guy behind uh doom um he's been in the world of gaming forever and he is currently working for Meta, and he was a huge piece of their VR. So without him, we probably wouldn't be seeing the Oculus the way we are seeing it. He is leaving right, Meta. Right. He, he's saying goodbye to Meta. He says, um, we, we have a ridiculous amount of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage. Car Carmack does not, he doesn't hold back. Like He's very open about how he feels about things. So good. and and that's a good thing. Uh, he's he does say he's leaving uh, Meta and he has said that his departure brings the end of his decade in VR. So it sounds like he might even be moving away from VR as well. Um, it says Car Carmack until now has held the role of consulting CTO for Meta's VR projects, had some critical words for the projects in the in his exit statement, which Carmack himself publicly posted uh, the following we have a ridiculous amount of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage and squander effort. There is no way to sugarcoat this. I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy. End quote. That, um, is, that is some professional harshness. Yeah. Uh, he, he does go on continuing to say that he's, you know, it's been a struggle for him and he, uh, he says, I have a voice at high level at the highest levels here, so it feels like I should be able to move things, but I'm in evidently not pursuing enough. So that, that's pretty rough uh, for him to feel like his job and his voice mean nothing, you know, period. Yeah. Yeah. When you're a chief officer, uh, yeah. You sh yeah, that should not be the case. 
no no <laughs> i mean that's rough man imagine being like anyone down the, the totem pole a little bit and <laughs> how little influence there there is there if, if the chief officer can't do anything right absolutely and yeah he's been he's he joined the team the project in 2013 uh, and that was the year prior to the oculus um acquisition and uh wow. i remember there, i remember there being reports back in the day of of him being the reason they went and got oculus because originally facebook meta was going to make their own vr headset and he's like wait a minute what are you doing that for look at this thing and look what we can do with it and <laughs> yeah we could buy that yeah he he essentially uh lit the lit the fire you know sport with his spark there but he he's uh he's a fantastic game developer and he he's a genius like just sheer genius he's he's the mind behind doom and quake um and he, he says his next work, um, he is uh, going to be an uh, AI startup company called Keen Technologies. So that's going to be hmm. interesting to see. Okay. I, I can yeah. see his mind. Uh, it definitely fits heavy into anything computer driven or I could see AI being a big, big thing for him. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, AI's no not going anywhere. We know that. And I would yep. love to see. I would love to see more from him. He kind of oh, yeah. he kind of took a backseat for a long time, and it was nice to see him up on. Uh, you know, he'd be up at E3 or you know GDCs and uh, sure. all all of these, just ha- giving his speeches. And he's he's a pretty inspiring guy to listen to for sure. Check out John Carmack if you guys are not familiar with him. He has an amazing gaming history, clear back into the early '90s. Okay, let's talk some PlayStation Edge controller, Josh. Um, we we've both made our our uh, piece. You know, this is not a controller for either of us. Um, no, not likely. So, for anyone new tuning in, I mean, it's not against the controller, but I'm not going to spend two hundred dollars. I'm not a I'm not a highly competitive gamer who needs you know uh, a modularized controller, right? It, it just I don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really want to highlight in this article is they will not release how much battery life we get out of this guy. They (laughs) would not say specifically. So I do want to quote this before we talk here. So this, this is from the verge and it says they note that, um, the verge notes that PlayStation spokesperson Ken Zhang said that the new dual sense will have a moderately shorter operating time than the original oh. ps5 controller which oh, has no. okay which has between five and ten hours of charge okay that's the that's the current one between five and ten i can we can all attest for that right josh <laughs> uh, about and, three if you're playing returnal that's yeah, an five, exaggeration five to but ten hours like yeah right yeah five to ten <laughs> is for sure pretty accurate um, i think so I, I've had an eight-hour gameplay day, and I've had to I've had to put a controller on because it's died, and grab my other backup controller off and play. So I'm only getting four to five ish sometimes, and then I'm having to grab the next controller. And it does depend on your game. Uh, however, I mean that was God of War, so it, that it's using DualSense, it's doing all the PS5 yeah. fun things. Two hundred dollars, new controller, new name, modularized, worse battery life. How does how does that make sense to you, Josh? Let's let's hear. What's your thoughts? <laughs> I didn't think it could get worse, man. I was hoping uh, that it would get better. Nah, yeah, nah, it's 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 doing it's more things. Probably off the same battery because it's got the you know the the uh, rear buttons. Um, so I guess it's 
has a little bit bigger draw on what's like, like I said, likely the same battery. Yeah. And that's probably why you're getting a little bit, a little bit worse uh, battery life. Yeah. Um, what I really don't like to hear, uh, I fully agree with what you're saying, obviously, but I, I really don't like to hear this. It says, I quote, we've included many more features with the same form factor and ergonomic designs as the original DualSense controller. Additionally, the longer USB braided cable is also great competitive, great for competitive players who prefer playing with a wired connection to avoid wireless interference. This option preserves battery life. So right behind the <laughs> battery not working, it's like, just plug it in. It's not even wireless anymore. Just plug it in. You're good. <laughs> this preserves battery life, motherfucker. It's charging the, the controller. Yeah, it doesn't it preserve anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love the, I love oh, the wording. Oh, man. That's some politician spin if I've ever heard it. Right? 100%. And I'm, I'm obviously not a big fan of this factor. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, why, why make it worse? It doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I could go on for hours and just uh, of how confused I am, but to say that plugging it in helps doesn't make any sense for a lot of people who like to play a video game. I don't care if they say that it's longer. I think it's 10 foot long. Don't quote me on that, but significant. Yeah. I mean, not all, I don't set 10. I, I mean, in my game room here where I'm recording, I, I set close. But in other rooms yeah. in my house and when I'm done with other parts, when this all moves, uh, no, I'm not going to be that close. So it's not really yeah. going to suffice yeah. to, to help. But the, the sad fact is you're paying the price of three controllers and you, mm-hmm. you OK, I don't quite understand why. Um I, I'm I'm shocked that they don't say just buy two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, just have a backup. You're, you're good. You got a backup. Yeah. I mean, wired connections are always faster, which is better for competitive play. True. Um, I think for the average player, that makes zero like motivation to get it. Um, it, it, it makes zero difference, really. Yeah. So like, I don't play that. I don't play so competitively that I need like the just the slightest less least bit of delay because I've never noticed anything significant wirelessly anyway. Yeah. Um. So there's yeah. For me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and I could play wired with my current PS5 controller to preserve the battery life. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Oh uh, man, I don't even know. Um, yeah. the controller is cool, I guess, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I. Yeah. I, the last part I want to I want to read one last piece here. Uh, it says Zhang did not specify how much shorter the battery life would be, and Sony did not immediately respond to Kotaku's request for elaboration. But in any case, it seems like according to Sony, the main pull of the DualSense shouldn't be the battery anyway, but ultra customizable controls. It's been touting in the trailers and web store descriptions. So, um, obviously. Uh, the people who used it seem to love it and not care about the battery life. Um, okay. I, okay. I think that's kind of weird because I understand you can love it. Now the, I want to explain why I think it's kind of weird. I think it's kind of weird because people who would buy this controller and want all the features this controller has, and they don't set close enough to plug in. They want a good battery life. They want to play all day. They that's like they're living, right? That's what they do. Yeah. 
Um, or it's just their, their biggest joy. You know, they go home every day after work and they play video games for five, six hours and they forget to put the controller on a charger or something. And the next day they can't, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I think that's strange because you're, you're building part of the controller for that exact person. And then you're not building part of it on purpose almost for that exact person. It was like, no, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem balanced is, is kind of where I think I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And, and what I'm hoping for by marginally less, uh, it's like a two to 5% decrease uh, because there are additional inputs uh, that take, you know, energy to, to right. read and transmit. Um, and you'll never actually notice. Like I'm interested. Hopefully there'll be some like life, uh, battery life, like testing, see if people, uh, so yeah. people get like similar results. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it's not like, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> like five to 10 hours, it's like two to four or something insane. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, moderately so. shorter, right. Moderately <laughs> shorter. And that is in quotes. So who knows what that means? It, like you said, it could be a 5% reduction. You know, some people could consider that moderately shorter, I guess, uh, whatever it turns out to be. Yeah. Uh, unnoticeable would be even better. You know, it's like, it just, it's, it's unnoticeably shorter. Like you, you barely even tell. Great. That that would probably have got less yeah. hubbub. <laughs> that would have given me a lot more confidence. Yeah, it's still shorter. The word shorter is in there, but it's just not as noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, oh that would be an, that'd be an extra extra salesman's tip for everybody out there. If you need to just use that tip. <laughs> They'll never look, <laughs> never look. All right. Yes. Well, we're gonna talk some Diablo now. We'll get off the PlayStation train. And we have the battle pass. Josh, you're you're going to be into Diablo. I know this. Uh, all of the listeners should know this. Uh, any any yes. newbies out there? Josh is uh, well, seven hundred thousand hours, roughly something like that. Seven hundred <laughs> to a thousand hours, I should say. Um, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. It my Diablo total. I don't even want to know. Yeah, it, it's uh, way <laughs> Diablo three was seven hundred fifty, almost on the dot. Right. Right. Um, yeah, man. So they're doing a battle pass. Uh, kind of close to like what Halo's doing. Like it's going to be ten month or ten month ten dollars uh, every three to four months, depending on the season length. And I think it was three or four months uh, for this. And you know, it includes some extra goodies. I think you get access to events um, and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like it messes with the core game. So I'm a I'm a little torn. I think. It might be something I buy into um, at first when I'm like real hyped on the game. And if it keeps me going, I might still continue to buy into it. But if it becomes something that I end up just popping in and out of once a week, once every couple of weeks or something like that, um, you know, when I'm feeling a game, I don't really have to think about and it's super fun and everything. Uh, I don't know if I will do that for the lifetime of the game, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. it's doesn't really surprise me blizzard went this direction they've always been a little money grabbing um so it, it didn't really surprise me uh and they did kind of give a bit uh, a heads up they just didn't give a lot of specifics and pricing ahead of time but they did say the seasons would be longer but they would be paid for um so hopefully there's not a ton of like hubbub like negative uh things about the pricing and stuff is they knew it were coming i guess they could you could be negative about the concept itself if you'd like right um but I don't think 10 bucks is that bad. Um, that's pretty similar to Halo, isn't it? It's identical to Halo. Yeah, it's 10 bucks for the battle pass. Yeah, so I mean, there is some precedence for it. Um, so as long as they keep it 
so it doesn't mess with the core of the game or it prevents mm-hmm. you from being competitive. Um, I think it's probably fine. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, if it's like a bunch of cosmetics or and, uh, and stuff like that, or just a couple extra events um, that you can play and it doesn't actually, you know, there's not any uh, event-specific loot because you know if it ends up being good then all of a sudden it becomes the meta for the game and you know then Mm. then it prevents you from being competitive um maybe they could do some like gag items or something just be fun to annoy your friends online right Um, yeah (laughs) so uh i think i'm okay with it for now um Mm. unless it becomes something i feel like i have to do to be uh, good at the game if I ever decide to pursue leaderboards or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the one thing I'm I'm just kind of reading as well here, um, just to refresh myself. But it, it does say that Diablo Four will feature two battle passes. It says a free one for all players and a paying option with more rewards to unlock by completing everyday challenges like killing monsters and completing quests. Players will be able to unlock battle pass reward tiers and access new in game elements. So, and this talks um, a little bit more, you know, about the in-game currency and they're not sure whether or not it will actually be used to buy the battle pass, which Halo does do that. You can acquire in-game currency and pay for the battle pass. So you only pay for it once. And once you pay the first time, as long as you complete it and you don't spend the money on, you know, skins and other things available, then you could use it to continue on with additional content that could come out through the, through the series. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see, I mean, Diablo four has my attention. Um, because if there's any time to get into Diablo, I might as well do it on four. Um, immortal was like, you know, just shrill to everybody and I didn't hate it. So I'm thinking like, (laughs) if I didn't hate that and this is like what everybody loves, Uh I, I, I really don't have anything to dislike on four either. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what this one ends up being like and go from there it looks it looks really badass i I can't wait to see some more uh it looks beautiful i cannot wait it looks so good coming out in june so and there is a collector's edition we wanted to kind of you know bookend with this uh news bit for diablo this uh is a little strange right right josh there i mean not all this isn't new yeah by any means there are a lot of game companies that do this but uh-huh, There's a uh-huh. edition without the game. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like yes. Hor- Horizon <laughs> did it to me. Horizon Forbidden West did it to me. I have my collectible back here on the counter and all the cool shit that came with it, but it did not come with the game. Like a physical game. Let me correct myself. It came with a digital. Oh, code. okay. Okay. It still code. came with. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just gameless, right? <laughs> Sans game. Yeah. Sans game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to feel about this one. Yeah, um, it's a little bizarre. I mean, the stuff you get seems like high quality. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see a screenshot of the stuff you'll get. Um, everything seems like it's top notch quality. So it's neat. Um, I hope that cloth map is uh, way cooler than it, <laughs> than it looks like on the screenshot. And larger, um, I hope. I. I... <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the art book is cool, the mouse pad's cool, the posters are cool. Um, I don't know if it's a, a worth even to me as like a long time fan, like 20 plus years long time fan, um, is really worth getting without right? the game. Like, if this were like 
$110 with the game, I'd, I think I'd be like in, you know? Right. Or, or like if it included, is the game's going to be like 60, 70 bucks. Sure. You know, even if it like pushing 120 territory, I think I, I mm-hmm. would be interested. But this is $100 for like just cool stuff. And right. it's, it's it's like a collectible set. Like, I mean, I know I yeah. call it a collector set, but they're like launching it beside the game. Like, it's not like you could buy it now. It's coming out then. So you can't really call it anything other than a game collector's edition. And I agree. Like, if I were a big fan, I'd be kind of bummed that it doesn't come at least with a, a digital code of some kind um, yeah. or extra in-game content of some kind. Um, I don't have frame of reference for a lot of this stuff, so I don't know what the candle of creation is. I see a pair of candles on here. Uh, I'm assuming that has a lot to do with what you mentioned in some of our previous episodes where the two characters create humans, you know, so those two. Yeah, candles we're in an creation, right? I'm uh, not you, sure. Uh, you see them sh- on the candles. I mean, you can see yeah. their images on the candles. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. I actually don't know what the candle of creation is in Diablo lore. OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. For a hundred bucks, I think it hits it, it misses the mark for I think a lot of fans. And and a lot of fans are actually a little bit disappointed. Uh I did a little reading on this after you uh you brought this article to my attention. And uh, they they are not happy with what's there. Um uh, which I can kind of get Okay. So my uh, reaction's kinda accurate to the general populace about this. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them were like, you know, give me like a cool statue or something I can show off. And they're like, I get these candles that nobody's going to notice that they're <laughs> even Diablo because you, you don't. Yeah. You just see a red candle in a holder and the holder looks kind of cool and gothic and stuff. But that's it. Like and that you kind of stop looking after that. So uh, I get yeah. where they're coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big collector. So I, I totally get where they're coming from. I'd, I'd be a little bummed on this one if I wanted a really big badass, you know, statue of Diablo or, you know, one of the main characters, Lilith. And, you know, that would be dope. But. I yeah, those, those yeah. are expensive. It would have cost more, but probably would have made people happier, if I have to guess. Yeah, I think so. Lesson, include your games with your collector's editions. <laughs> <laughs> at least a code. I know people still want physical copies, and they should do that too, but at least include a freaking code for everybody. That's just <laughs> at, to me. At minimum, yes. Yeah, at, at bare minimum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, last little bit we're going to talk about. We have Marvel Snap is going to be getting itself a friend mode. So we're in battle mode versus friends is likely coming soon here in the next month or two. We get stated. Um, so the way this is described, I want to read off here because it's different than the normal game. Yeah. And I got to find it. Okay, so each player will have 10 bars of health and snaps double damage done to the opponent's health. For example, if you snap, the damage is doubled from 2 to 4. If you retreat, damage received is halved from 2 to 1, and players keep playing matches until one of them loses all their health. So it's legit a battle mode. One of you will lose, uh, die essentially. Yep. And you, it sounds to me like your, your cards are going to just be different... Um, Probably different effects and everything, I would have to guess, uh, that it's going to be built around a whole new mechanic. So you can't have right. the exact same mechanic as what's currently on Snap. And 
snaps great on its own uh to be able to like send a friend like a text and and join up a game or something just sounds uh-huh. really really cool um and it hopefully it's as fast that's that's one thing they don't really talk about too much from what i read is you know is it still like an under five minute sort of match or is there more like intricate pieces you know going oh through? sure yeah um, what your expected play time is yeah i i'm I'm excited for this. I thought this was pretty cool. I had heard rumors, but never really anything confirmed. So, but it is, it is confirmed as happening. Just not a confirmed release date. They tell us here. Right. Uh, right. Uh, have you dived into snap? We've all been kind of prodding you about it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I haven't yet. I've been uh, pretty plenty occupied by Callisto protocol and, and yeah. Pokemon. Um, I think once I'm, <laughs> well, I'll likely be close to protocol before Pokemon because it's a much shorter game. Sure. I'll have a little bit more uh, bandwidth for something different. But when I saw this, man, I was kind of surprised it didn't exist in the first place because half the mm. fun of a card-based game is playing with friends, and I, yeah, it's an online against people game anyway. It just I'm like, why not? Why can why can't you just? link up with your buddies and go yeah. but uh it seems like they were thinking about it and thought the game was complete enough and obviously it's been uh, a smash hit so they yeah. weren't wrong to release it when they did but uh it's cool that they're definitely including it because what what card game of any type have you known to like not have a versus friends mode yeah exactly 100 percent solitaire maybe i don't know <laughs> that's about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it's in the name, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm like, super excited to see this come out a um, couple of months from now. We'll all have to keep watching for it. And when it comes out, we will be sure to report on it. I'm I'm ready to, to play against whoever would like to. That sounds like a blast. Uh, something new and fresh. Just kind of keep the game uh, just out there. And they're, yeah. they're doing a good job. That The game is really, really fun. And I've still yet to put a penny in it. And I think I'm like uh, 120 some on my levels now. It's just a really fun time. Hell yeah, man. That's great. Super, super casual. Super casual. Can't can't request and uh, recommend enough. All right, everybody. That is it for news this week. Um, ah, there was not a bunch of games to talk about being released because we are kind of in that dry middle before we hit January and our Christmas month. Right. So it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Won't be talking about any game releases here at the end of the episode this week, but we will be back again uh, in a couple weeks where we'll be back uh, the in the new year. So you'll see some uh, news from us in uh, 2023. So again, everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will be back um, 2023 to say hello again. Right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Until then, everybody, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Stay loud.